Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hello, my lovely apprentices. You are about to take a deep dive into love, lust, or obsession on episode 31 of the Soul Forge podcast. However, before we get into all that stuff, I just want to take this moment to, I don't know if apologize is the right word, but just to make you aware that I've been suffering a cold, a, a, the dreaded man cold, for about four or five days now. Uh, those who know me know that I don't get sick, like, almost ever, so uh, I'm doing okay, but my voice is a little bit wonky, so if you notice anything different, that's what it is. I'd also like to take a moment to thank the Richard, Trish, and Dan for their wonderful feedback and comments on episodes 29 and 30. Definitely appreciated. You guys all rock. I can always count on you for some uh, positive reinforcement, so thank you for that. And carry on with the future shout-out segment that I don't know if you guys like or not because nobody has said anything. Here's a shout-out to Guillermo in 2023, who discovers the podcast by listening to the Rusted Robot podcast and hearing a podcast promo for a different podcast, who then played the Soul Forge podcast. And so it's all in a big circle. And Guillermo in 2023 discovers the, the Soul Forge and has left a nice five star review in the iTunes store. So thank you very much for doing that. Okay, so to get into the uh, the main topic, I was thinking, what uh, what's a good idea to talk about for this week? And I thought about it all week, and I'm like, you know what? The last two have been some pretty heavy topics. Let's have a little bit of fun. And uh, what did we start this podcast with? Well, we started it uh, basically stupid adventures because of girls. And many of the episodes have revolved around that theme. So let's go right back into classic Soulforge territory and talk about Love, Lust, or Obsession. This is going to be Stephanie's story. Now, I've been trying to get Stephanie on the podcast for a while, talk about the ups and downs of friendship, but she's been hard to get a hold of, and I'm not even sure if she's still listening. She uh, she left a lot of positive comments at the beginning when I first started the show, and she was really enjoying it. So, Stephanie, if you're out there, give me a call, text me, message me on Facebook. We're friends on Facebook, so you, you can always get a hold of me. Let's do a show together. But until then, this is going to be my version of our story. Okay, now for you youngins, you young whippersnappers out there, we're going to go back into the mid-1990s. Now this is pre-internet territory, pre-cell phone territory. So, going quite a ways back. September 1995 was my beginning of the very first uh, year of university, and I was an English major. Why was I an English major? Good question, because I didn't know what else I wanted to do with my life, and I was good in English, so Mom said, why don't you become an English major, and we'll see what happens from there. So I did. And I probably, if I could go back in time and do it all over again, I would be a plumber or an electrician or a carpenter or something with some skill. 
however, this is not about that. Could have been, should have been what was. Uh, this is different. So, um, English class. I had, I believe, now this is, what, 2018. So this is 23 years ago-ish. And uh, mem memories are foggy and fuzzy and uh, it's hard to remember all the details. But I believe there was five courses every year. And uh, one of the main classes that I had uh, was introductory English, which had a secondary course component where uh, the two or three hundred of us in the English class would then get divided up into maybe 15 or 20 people who would have individual classes with the teachers. I think it was English 1005 was the course number, maybe 1105, don't know, doesn't matter. It was taught by five different teachers and each of those teachers would take on 20 of the students for smaller hour-long courses. And I think the main course was maybe two or three hours a week. And then this secondary half an hour to hour long course where we would discuss it in smaller groups. Hello, I'm Daniel Peter Hitch, author of the Bubbles the Pirate children's book series and the Connected Worlds Chronicles. You're listening to the Soul Forge podcast. Keep forging your soul. So anyway, in my smaller group was a lady named Stephanie and she was quirky and she was fun. And I remember we had to do some kind of an assignment where we wrote like a, uh, some kind of a poem. I can't even remember what the poem was. It doesn't matter. And so we would hand out our poems and the teacher would uh, read it or we would read it or somebody would read it. And I noticed that uh, on Stephanie's handout, she had written it out and then she had signed it and made a little note that says, and here is my signature so that if one day I become famous, you have my autograph. And of course, she didn't realize that, that the teacher was just going to photocopy it and hand it out to all of us with that on there. So she was super embarrassed, but that was a character quirk that uh, endeared her to me. I thought, oh, this girl thinks just like I do, and I'm sure she's absolutely mortified that everybody is seeing this. Later on, as after we became friends, I, I brought that up to her, and yeah, sure enough, she was. She was embarrassed. Uh, so we went through classes, and I, I, I noticed this girl all the time, and I think we had a philosophy class together, and maybe one other class, two or three anyway. The, the year goes by, and second semester starts in January. In our English class, we were learning about the uh, Scottish poet Robert Burns. Robbie Burns. He was a big famous guy back in, I don't even remember, maybe the 1800s. I don't know. But anyway, uh, one of his poetry collections had just been released. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy it. And uh, maybe it'd be a good uh, way to talk to Stephanie. So I carried it around with me for a few days. And then one day, I believe it might have actually been a history class or a classics of ancient Roman Greece stuff kind of class that uh, she sat beside me in and uh, sure enough I brought out the book and uh, I started talking to her and I was all nervous and stuff and this was our first chance to actually have a conversation but anyway we hit it off and decided to hang out and uh, so we did and I think she invited me to a poetry reading and I, I showed her the Robbie Burns book and she's like yeah I don't actually like that guy I'm like oh all right so uh, it was just a, a way to introduce myself to her so that was all fine the point is I, I was really starting to like this girl. She had a lot of character quirks and uh, just things that made her a little bit not like the usual kind of girl. So very endearing qualities. And it turns out she was very artistic and she had all kinds of uh, sayings written on paper and then she had a wall of all these things taped together. So she had a big wall of writing of various random things that she just liked. And, and I liked that a lot too. Uh, I never did that, but it, uh, it, it was something that uh, was just a, a quintessential Stephanie. 
So anyway, we went out to poetry readings together and we hang out a bit and sat beside each other in class and chatted and talked. And this went on for a month or two. And uh, one time we were uh, hanging out with a friend of hers and they were we were on the bus and um, I saw them holding hands. But they weren't holding hands, they just had their hands overlapping. And I'm like, uh-oh, because I, I was trying to figure out a way to make a move or bring it beyond friendship or whatever. And I, I couldn't figure it out because this was all, uh, I, I don't even know. I, I didn't have game, I guess you could say, back when I was 20, 19 or, yeah, I guess I was 19. So anyway, I saw the hand holding, and I'm like, uh-oh, but it, it wasn't romantical or anything, and it could have just been overlapping hands, so I, I tried to ignore it. And uh, we all walked home, and that was it, and then I I, uh, I mentioned it to, I think, my roommate Dave. And of course, Dave was uh, very inquisitive and investigative, investigative, investigative? I don't know how you say it. But anyway, uh, turns out he asked some people about her, and yeah, sure enough, turns out that... Uh, my obsession with Stephanie was not going to go anywhere because she was a lesbian, but that then stopped the feelings from accruing. What happened after that? Uh, we just still continued to hang out and became better and better friends, and I was falling for this girl. I, w I was falling in love with her, but I didn't realize that at the time until one day I was laying in bed, getting ready f for the next day and trying to sleep, and, and just out of the blue it hit me, oh my god, I think I'm in love with this girl. And this was after I found out that she didn't like boys. So I'm like, huh, well this kind of sucks. What am I going to do now? So as you may remember from a previous episode, I, uh, I, I was big into the whole poetry writing thing back then. So not right away, but a few months after this, I, I wrote a, uh, a poem about the feeling of falling in love with somebody or realizing that I was in love. So I'm going to read it to you here. Uh, it's not nearly as good as I thought it was back then. The date that I realized I had fallen in love with her was March 4th, 1996. So hence the name of the title, the title of the thing, March 4th, 96 years. Here goes. Today is the day for love. The search is on for the splendor of human existence. Left, 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 right, left. Feel the suspense. Whether you go around a corner or search for 96 years, love is waiting. Left. Left, left, right, left. March 4th. March 4th. Go into the world and discover what so many others have. Just when you feel you can't go on, out of the blue, love shall find you. March 4th. It's only a matter of time. It may take 96 years or a day. March 4th. Persevere. Love is your reward. So that, uh, that's a cheesy-ass poem that I wrote. And uh, maybe not as good as I would have liked it to have been. But there you go. I told you guys I was going to read you some poetry as the Soul Forge went on, and there it is. And I've got a few more that I'm going to read too, so uh, brace yourselves. This might be a little bit of a lengthier episode than what you're used to. So anyway, the school year was wrapping up. We, we decided that we would uh, continue to be friends, and we'd see each other next year, and we would write each other letters, call each other when long distance was cheaper. Now, remember, this is uh, 1996, so there was no internet. Well, there was, but only rich people had it. So we wrote each other letters during the summer, and we would call each other on, I think it was Cheapy Tuesdays, or maybe it was Saturday night, I can't remember. But anyway, whatever night it was, once a week, long distance was maybe 10 cents a minute or something. I can't even remember, it was so long ago. But most of the time it was super expensive. So we, we uh, wrote each other letters about once a week, and called each other once a week, and became better and better friends. But just before... We, we parted for the end of first year. Uh, we were hanging out and talking 
about uh, all our plans for the future. And she says, okay, if, if we're going to be friends like this, I need to tell you something. I'm like, okay. So she held my hand in her hand and she says, Sean, I need you to know that I'm a homosexual. And I'm like, yeah, I know, Stephanie. It's no big deal. And she sighed a great big sigh of relief and everything was great. And so the summer continued on and we wrote each other letters and called each other. And then uh, it just so happened that Alanis Morissette was playing in uh, Molson Park in Barrie in August. And she had a friend down there and I had a friend down there and we uh, all decided to get together and I took a bus and took a 10-hour bus ride down to Barrie. My friend Ryan picked me up and we hung out for a few days. And then uh, Stephanie's friend Michelle picked me up from Ryan's place. And uh, Stephanie and Michelle and I all stayed at Michelle's parents' house. And we went to see Alanis Morissette. And that was fantastic. It was awesome. Uh, I remember uh, she had Stephanie had some Kool-Aid and she, she had blonde hair. But she took, uh, I think it was red Kool-Aid and dyed her hair with the red Kool-Aid and we tried to do my beard with it but it just made it sticky because I have brown hair and it really didn't make any difference but it was fun it was a good time can't remember any specific details from that at all just that it was uh, it was a lot of fun it brought us closer together and I was even singing out loud to some Alanis Morissette songs Those of you who know me know that I don't make big displays of emotion or sing or anything like that, but it was great. The summer ended and it was time for second year. And Stephanie knew that there was something going on because in the letters that I had written to her, I had hinted that I had a secret that I wanted to tell her and I'm sure she knew what it was. She must have because I'm, I'm obviously not very subtle. And I even wrote another poem, just the simple title, S., and I, I sent it to her, and I, I actually I sent her all kinds of poetry, and I was just one of the ones in it, so it was kind of hidden. But here it is. S. What I would not do to have you, to hold you. I would climb the highest ocean, swim the deepest mountain, anything to feel you, anything to touch you. You are everything, all that I do not possess, and all that I wish for. I don't need, dim I don't need diamonds or the stars in the sky. You are my need. What I wouldn't do to feel you next to me. And that, just for posterity's sake, was written May 23rd, 1996. Sometime during the summer break between first and second year of university. So that's actually not a very good poem at all, apparently, but uh, maybe some of you will like it. Hope so. Anyway, uh, well, uh, second year started, and uh, Stephanie turns out that... Uh, how, how do I put this delicately? She was the first person I had sex with? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I lost my virginity to a lesbian, which is epically awesome. Uh, how did that happen? There was a glitch in the Matrix. We were all hanging out at the bar one night, and she said, uh, why don't you come home with me? So I did, and one thing led to another, and uh, yeah, that's what happened. Was it good? No, it wasn't good. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. It was, it was awkward, and I, I was probably a little bit more than half drunk so it wasn't uh it wasn't my finest performance but it was a lot of fun i remember the, the one thing i remember is that she said why don't you put on some music so i'm like okay i put on some music and uh, i had a Mel melissa etheridge cd or she had it or anyway it was it was at the place so I, I put it in the cd player and uh i put it on repeat i meant to put the whole cd on repeat but i, I guess i just put the song on repeat <laughs> And it 
played the same song over and over and over again for hours. Well, not hours. No, it wouldn't have been hours, but however long it was. And I didn't realize it was the same song. And she's like, can you change the music? I'm like, what? You've been playing the same song for like 10 times. I'm like, oh, really? I didn't even notice. So, so that was that. Didn't really affect the friendship in any negative way, actually. Uh, we still continued to hang out. And in fact, I would usually spend Sunday nights, maybe it was Saturday nights, at her place and we would hang out and we would watch movies and talk and stuff. And I, and I always hoped that we would uh, revisit that again, but it, it never came to pass. Uh, what else can I tell you about this? So that was first and second year. And then we we grew apart for some for some reason. I can't remember what the details were. She got busy with her own life and, and I got uh, busy with mine and I was pursuing other women, I guess. Yeah, actually I was. That's a whole other podcast or two. But anyway, we still talked and still saw each other in class and, and whatever, but it wasn't the same. And then uh, quite a while later, we ran into each other again, probably in the third year. We hung out a few more times and it was okay, but it was never really that uh, intense closeness that we had for about a year and a half. And after I saw her again in the third year, I wrote out yet another poem. Imagine that. Here it is. I call it The Muse. The muse has been dead this past year. Her beauty is gone, and I am alone instead. Inspiration is no longer to be had. My rhyme is incomplete, and my verse a mess. Last night I saw the muse floating on the clouds. Pain settled on my heart, but was gone as fast. I no longer need the muse. I have a new recourse. My lonely heart is as an empty cavern. I shall write about that. I kind of like that one. I don't know if it's good. I tend to think that it's... A brilliant masterpiece. No, not really. But I, I like it a lot because it had been maybe a year since we'd really uh, had a chance to hang out and see each other. And, and I missed her. So that, that was not good. Life went on and then uh, we all graduated. And then I took a year off and I went back for teacher's college. And her and I, how, how did we do this? I don't even remember. Maybe I ran into her when I was in town or maybe I called her out of the blue. I can't even remember. But anyway, it turns out that uh, she had a spare room and I was going we worked it out so that I was going to live with her during my uh, next school year. Because I remember going down to look for a place to live in the summer before I started teacher's college. That's what it was. And she was showing me a friend's place or something. I can't remember. And I didn't like the place. And she said, well, why don't you just live with me? And I'm like, okay. And that's when I met uh, her friend Sarah, who wrote me letters. And I wrote her letters during that summer. And then we hooked up for teacher's college and she was a nurse and yeah anyway that's a different story Sarah the nurse I'll tell you about it one day so I lived with Stephanie for teacher's college and that was okay we got along really well she had some kind of government job and I was going to school and it was a lot of fun yeah that was what 2000 and yeah I went to teacher's college in the fall of 2002 2001 and we lived together f from August of 2000 until September of 2000. Yes, that's right, because her sister had moved to town and we had actually moved into a house that we all shared. Stephanie and I shared the house with Stephanie's sister, husband, and kids. That's what it was, yes. Foggy memory, long time ago. But anyway, uh, that's what happened. And then I moved out and uh, we still hung out. We still kept in touch for a little bit. And I wrote one more poem about it, October 25th. And I call it Still.
My goddess, my muse, what have you become? You no longer have the power to inspire. Your looks are long past faded. Yet, you still reside upon that pedestal, the one I crafted long ago. Though your beauty is only a lingering memory, I cannot remove you from the height you achieved so gracefully. You still have power I cannot deny. You still belong upon high. My goddess, my muse, you still have a hold on me. I like that one too. Uh, I guess whenever I use uh, the whole muse idea, it, I, it's a good poem. I think it's a good poem. I'd like some feedback from you guys. What do you think of my poetry? That's only some of the hundreds of poems that I have. Maybe I'll read more later on. I don't know. When was the last time I saw Stephanie? It was 2008. Uh, I was living with Trish still, and Stephanie and her girlfriend Terry were coming through town, and uh, we visited for maybe two or three hours, and that was the actual last time that I saw her. We've, uh, we've been Facebook friends ever since, and we, uh, we comment on each other's stuff from time to time, and we text very randomly. It's not the same as it was back in 96, 97. Of course, how could it be? It's a long time ago. It's a different life. I was a different person. But that's the story of my first love. And why is that significant? Well, because I remember, I think I was, uh, it might have been the year before I started university and I was getting prepared and my grandmother was over and we were all talking about stuff and somehow the topic turned to marriage and love and sex and everything. And I remember specifically saying to my grandmother, I said, Dee Dee, I am going to wait until marriage before I have sex. And she looked at me and she laughed and she says, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm like, what? Sure I am. That's important. I want to be in love with the person that I, that I have sex with. And she's like, well, you could be in love with the person, but I don't think you'll, uh, you'll be married to the first person you have sex with. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And I didn't believe her. And sure enough, she was right. And isn't it ironic? But I wanted to make sure the first time that I had sex was with someone that I loved. So it was. And how, how did Stephanie and I end up doing that? Why, why did she? Did, I, pfft, no idea. There was a glitch in the matrix. Uh, you, I wish she was here so I could ask her. Maybe one day we'll have her on the episode. Maybe she's going to be listening to this and be like, Sean, I can't believe you spilled all our dirty laundry all over the internet like this. I'm no too much. Or maybe she'll be like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's exactly what happened. Anyway, Stephanie, if you're listening, how about we do a follow-up chat to this one here? That would be awesome. We could read that poem that uh, we wrote together. We wrote a poem together one time. We each did a line, and uh, I'm not quite sure where it is. I know I have it in my notes somewhere, but I want to save that one until the day Stephanie comes on the podcast. The Soul Forge is all about learning life lessons and experiences. This was Stephanie was my first love. Uh, was it lust? Was it obsession? Uh, I know that it was. Uh, I don't think it was lust. I, I believe it was love. It was my first love, or the first realization of love that I had. I don't know. Uh, obsession. Yeah, I was big time obsessed. I uh, I couldn't wait for her letters to arrive. I couldn't wait for the the day when it was cheap talk, long distance. So we could uh, talk and I could hear her voice. I, I remember I had an answering machine and I, I played it for my mom because it had a message from Stephanie on it. And so I could hear her voice in the summer. She was all I thought about. I, 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 oh, it was, I was crazy. I was nuts. Yeah, it was, it was just too much to bear. So anyway, what did I learn from all that? You can love someone intently for a very short amount of time or a very long time and you can get over it and you can have all kinds of experiences and 
come back to it years later, see it from a different angle, and, and realize that, yeah, it was a special time in your life, and those kind of things will never come again. It's a funny, funny But they're not supposed to. Uh, you'll, you'll never have your first time for having sex back. I'm glad I waited f until it was with somebody that I cared about and not just some random whoever. W was I a late bloomer? Yeah, I was uh, a week and a half past my 20th birthday the first time I had sex. I, I know that's late for a lot of people, but whatever. I, uh, yeah, I didn't have game. I'm sorry. Uh, whatever. That's it. That's all I know. I'm just rambling now. I don't know why. This is probably the point where I should just end the podcast before I embarrass myself further. If you'd like to know more about my weird ups and downs of life, feel free to email me. All that contact information is going to be in the end credits, so you can listen to that. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. Thanks again for stopping by the Soul Forge podcast. Have a great day, and remember, make friends who force you to level up. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Contact the show by emailing soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or by tweeting soulforgepod on Twitter. Visit us at soulforgepodcast.com and remember the best way to show your support is by leaving a five-star review in the iTunes store. And if you would, please check us out and like us on Facebook. The Soul Forge Podcast was written, produced, scored, edited, engineered, and directed by Sean Vanderloo. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. For more great content, you can listen to my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. Thanks for stopping by The Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. I could do this all day. This has been a Valley of Vanderloo podcast production, all rights reserved. This transmission ends now. There was a glitch in the Matrix.